Parts Counter Gurus are celebrating their 100th show. By the way, did you know that Alexander Graham Bell made the first telephone call? And moments later, he learned his auto warranty had expired? Hey, everybody. So coming up on today's show... I'm, I'm, I'm driving, dude. This is all you. I, I, I know. <laughs> so the point I'm, we're, he's trying to make is uh, we, we got a little, uh, little feature on a uh, Mustang Mach-E extreme something in the frunk something in the frunk <laughs> we're going to talk about it we, we're hoping to maybe get uh, uh, a gentleman on uh, during this podcast talk to us a little bit in depth about it we'll see how that goes what else we got so uh yeah so um we got uh rain and gm vehicles and apparently the two do not mix well stellantis oh sorry my bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, they're all up there. I'm sure there's some Stellantis. I'm, I'm just driving the, here. They're probably in the same pool, so we, we just don't know about. Let it me yet. just focus on the Mach-E, and then you. Uh... I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we got a little more uh, Jeep Jeep news. Um, as you all know, uh, Ford has went right for the juggler. Uh, went right after Jeep, and uh, Jeep is firing back with a special package. So. All of that coming up on today's podcast. I'm gonna charge my phone. We'll be right back. Today, coming live on location in, at where are we at? In location. Oh, in lo- Yeah, that's right, right, right. Well, we are we are we are in location at Frontier Ford in Anacortes, Washington, little local Ford dealership here. That uh, these guys are really working it hard here for you, man. I'm telling you, I've looked all over this lot. They've got a little bit of everything, including what we are uh, we are shooting live in right now, yeah. which is a Mustang Mach E. I'm here just playing with buttons, man. I'm trying to set the parking brake while Jay yeah, talks. So yeah. yeah, so we're sitting in a Mach E. We're gonna get to that in a minute. We want to do a. Uh, we, we had some interesting conversations with Cameron earlier. We're not sure if he's going to come back and talk to us on, on, on camera. But we're going to get uh, somebody to come talk to us for a few minutes about this thing because it is fascinating. And I'm not uh, – I've never been opposed to this Mach-E. But now that I've, I'm sitting in one and that I've gotten a little bit of an education, I am like this is, needs to be like the next family project. Right. I mean I'm amazed at the styling. Um, if you want futuristic, man, you got it. Everything is right at your fingertips. Is... It will do everything you ask it to do. Everything's push button, touch. There's really not a whole lot you have to do. And this is the world we're in now, the electric vehicle world. This is what it's come to, right? So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sit here and push buttons, which is nor. <laughs> oh, by the way, which is normally side shots job. And he's sitting in the back seat. I gave him a camera. So that he can't push buttons, okay? So I'm trying to keep him busy while, you know, we podcast. And he, he may weigh in here in a minute. Uh, but we're going to get to some of the cool things in this car. So everybody stay tuned with that. What are we doing first on the news side? Well, let's talk a little bit about a rainstorm that occurred uh, recently. 
there's been a lot of unsettled weather. Not only that, just a lot of heat, which you went through. Let's talk about that. You've made your 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 trek across country. Yeah. And you were stuck in Oregon at the Dalles, where it was what 100, nearly 100, almost 120. Degrees. They were doing rolling blackouts because of the power, the load on the electric grid. People are not used to having to run their air conditioners like that, or at all. Um, so it's it's a mess, man. It was a real mess. And, and you're running um, on what 30 amp? You couldn't. 50 is what the RV asks for, and I couldn't run both air conditioners on 30, um, so it was a little bit of a trick. Uh, I will say, by comparison, we are sitting here in this Mach-E. Cam has, like, what the side shot was telling me, Where? let's see, the air conditioner is set to, oh, it's 62. 62 and it's sitting on and auto, you yeah. Can't, I can't even hear this thing running, so if I turn it up just a little bit. It'll run. You'll hear it a little bit. And But, man, this is oh, so... It's yeah. comfortable. It's quiet. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's so nice. So, yeah, so we just adjusted the... Uh, I could live in here. Yeah, you kind of could. You could kind of sleep in here. I'm, I'm I bet you could hook a microwave up to so this thing somewhere. So we literally are powering our camera gear by this by this car right oh, now. Yeah. Absolutely. Literally, right. this 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 podcast is powered by the Ford Mach-E. Yep. Um, okay. At, at Frontier Ford in lovely Anacortes, Washington. We're going to give you contact info on them in a few minutes, but... Yep. Uh, and, and while we <laughs> while we talk about a not Ford, um, okay, so, and I mistakenly said GM, it's Stellantis, right? It is Stellantis, and Stellantis continues to have a lot of problems, but this is something out of their control. Weather is, yeah. Weather is something that you have no control over, but they've had a lot of heavy rainfall in Michigan um, over the last several weeks, and um, unfortunately, they had a lot of flash flooding uh, in the Detroit area. Um, and in, in turn, that resulted in, in, in difficulty for people to drive around or period, just anything. So they had a lot of flooding. And um, the big news about all that was that uh, potentially hundreds of brand new vehicles were damaged when the shipping yard at Stellantis's Jefferson North Assembly Plant um, became what they say temporarily a lake. And that was... Uh, I think on the 26th or either 25th of June. Yeah, my sister mentioned that she was getting, they were in the Midwest also getting hammered with uh, flooding. Um, yeah, and I don't know how the dealership deals with that. Or not dealership, but the manufacturer. And here's why we say that. And we wanted to bring this up to you guys is that one of the biggest things in used car sales is knowing the history of the vehicle. And a lot of times flooded vehicles can be disguised right. quite easily so you need to be careful of that but i'm not saying that that's what stellantis is going to do but i felt like it was a good opportunity for you know yes stellantis has their work cut out for them to really qualify these vehicles if they weren't damaged too much maybe they strip them down strip the carpet out I don't coming know. to a coming <laughs> to a uh a rental car agency near where are my sound that's the one thing this car does not have is the button for my sound drops like okay oh, pull. yeah you need your uh I hate to say I told you so. It buddy. does have, uh, it, was, it was pointed out to me earlier, I didn't know this, but the entire front of the dash is a soundbar. This is a soundbar. So, I mean, it's like I could, I guess, like connect my phone do, and start playing you, sound drops. Outside of this huge screen, and what's the size of this screen side shot? Do you know? I do not know. It looks, it's definitely bigger than an iPad. So, uh, height wise, I'm going to go probably about, what, 18 to 20 inches, maybe looks, 22. It's, it's pretty tall. It's pretty tall. It's, yeah. it's not it's not short. That's that's I mean it is let's see, my I mean it's a little bit longer than, than my Surface Pro that I have in my hand right now. 
and I can tell you that it is very well lit and it has some of the same features on this this screen that, that you would have on a Surface Pro or an iPad yeah. or any touchscreen. There's an 11 inch iPad Pro. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Right there. So, so, so it's got to be yeah. at least 15, 16 inches for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, what's amazing to me is that everything, it's 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 kind of, it's minimalist. It's, it's yeah. There's not a whole lot going on in front of you to distract you other than what's right in the middle of the vehicle. Um, I don't know how, how would you react to, to having something that busy going on in front of you all the time? Um, I'm almost certain if you go into the settings here, you can turn some of this off. Um, you know, if, if it like here in display, yeah. uh, calm screen, uh, I can't see brightness, instrument oh, cluster, yeah, center display go. mode. So you can get in here and probably dial down, like if it's going to bother you, like what? So, uh, display turns off the screen, calm screen switches the display to a simplified view of content. Uh, so yeah, you can kind of minimize it. And, um, you know, one of the things Cam was telling us was you can pull up the whole manual on this, which is the, a lot of the manufacturers are starting to do that now on the, on the electrics, but so you it's mean to tell cool. me no more fumbling around in the glove, right, right. Glove or you just box, look it up, yeah. right? You just look it up. Yeah. It's, it's so great. But back to, to what's going on with Stellantis and the reason why this is important is more and more vehicles have more and more electronics in them. And, um, just be on the lookout for that. It's a, it's a very unfortunate situation. Um, just, uh, what they, what, there was a lot of videos that were shared on social media for this event. Um, there was a lot of, uh, Dodge Durango submerged up to their roof lines. Um, Stellantis, uh, it, it keeps their newly produced SUVs there. Their minivans, the chargers, the challengers, and some of the truck models there, um, that, that are, they're basically being staged there to be shipped. So um, Stellantis builds the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the Grand Cherokee SRT, and Dodge Durang Durango at this plant. Um, so all I have to say about that is you might look at the production dates on these things. Um, that's an easy way to find out. How do you find that? Keith and I preach this all the time. Look at your VIN. You can trace that VIN. The VIN is the DNA of your vehicle, and it has to be factual and truthful. If it is not, then people will get in trouble for that, uh, for, for falsifying those records. Just ask Volkswagen about that. <laughs> so, so Ford, by the way, pro halted production in that same area because right. their employees couldn't get to work. So right. if you're thinking maybe right now you're not sure who to uh, who to buy from, um, you know, if it's coming out of that area, we can tell you that Ford didn't uh, didn't make any uh, for a couple of days at least in there. Right. Uh, the I think they said the Bronco was even part of that halt. Um, but yeah. It was, um, yep. That's right. Said it was about yeah. Gosh, during that time they said they had about 50 people that had to be rescued from their cars. Over 350 vehicles. Vehicles suffered some sort of damage during a storm. Of course, those those vehicles were not part of the damage uh, that they are gathering information on from the um, Stellantis plant. So, we'll uh, we'll keep you up to speed on that information as it becomes available. But remember one thing: like we said, is always check the VIN number and uh, don't be afraid to ask your salesman when you're buying it if it, if it might have been involved. And if so, then Ooh. you might. Um, <laughs> You might. It, See, this is it's hilarious. only a matter of time, man. Yeah, so start getting. No, what did you just do? Ah. Oh. Okay. So. <laughs> so anyway, everybody, back to the Stellantis. Uh, hopefully, they'll get that cleaned up, and you will not be the recipient of a lemon. So. There you have it. All right, here we let's uh, let's see, let's get some of these. Okay, so anyway, yeah. So what else we got on the uh, on the news front? Anything? Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Ford Bronco again. Uh, we can't seem to get enough Ford Bronco, and it's not really about Ford. 
it is and it isn't, but we kind of started talking about the Ford Bronco way back and who they were going after, and it was obvious who they were going after. They were going after the Jeep, the Jeep crowd. They were looking to to compete with those guys and maybe do it better. And if you don't think that Jeep is paying attention, then check this out. So apparently, um, Jeep Jeep Wrangler Rubicon Extreme Recon package is basically going for the juggler of the Sasquatch. I'm sorry, is my beeping bothering you? I'm sitting here like clearing people's phones out of the... <laughs> this is crazy. Yes, this is, this is insane. Right, yes. So Jeep Extreme Recon package adds 35-inch tires on 17-inch B-block capable wheels. <laughs> Jay's trying to have a serious podcast. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. We'll stop. You want to start all over? No, keep rolling. Keep rolling. Okay. This is this is the fun of it, guys. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> so, but anyway, the Jeep Extreme uh, Recon package has 35-inch tires on 17-inch beadlock capable wheels. Um, wow. It has a, an additional one and a half inch lift to the Wrangler Unlimited Rubicon. Um, all that says to me is good luck getting that sucker in your garage. Right on. And when equipped with the six-speed manual transmission, the Wrangler Rubicon can now be optioned with the. Uh, Oh, 4.88 to 1 final drives. How about that? How about that? So, look, it, now, I don't know what other features other than, let's see, when the Extreme Recon package hits the order sheet later this year, they say it will be reserved for four-door Wrangler Rubicons and the Monsters Rubicon 392. Wow, what did I say? It's You know, we're, we're downsizing, putting all these little tiny engines and stuff, and Chrysler Stellantis is cramming Hellcats in the minivan. This is totally man. an us-two move. So they're looking at what Ford's doing, and um, they are they are saying, uh, hey, we can do that too. Oh, we can do, we can go like, uh, oh, you want, like you said, Sasquatch, you want bigger tires? Right. No problem. You right. want, and, and uh, honestly, this comes back to my old, Kind of belief that peer pressure drives the auto industry. Absolutely. I mean, it's just it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it's sales driven, right? But it, as long as there's innovation somewhere in that ecosystem, it's fine. Yeah. But just to be so such a slave to peer pressure, I have a problem with that. But to be fair, you know, like certainly this thing's a, a model of innovation. Um, you know, Jeep's done some cool stuff, like like you know the whole what what do we jokingly call it, like the commando or whatever. But the, <laughs> right, you know, there's right. one sitting here on the lot. Oops, I just oh, you the just horn. Blew the horn. Huh? Uh, back there, it's got the truck bed in the back, uh, and I think they're selling it. So if you're interested in that, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, good, right? Let them, let them, just let them try to sell them, and if if people buy them, then they'll make more of them, right? right that's exactly right. Um, look. It, again, Jeep's paying attention, and like he said in the beginning of this segment, um, it's that, well, if you can, we can too. We can do it better, and that's exactly what Jeep is obviously trying to do here because they have a long-time, long-term, faithful, committed crowd, and uh, you're going to have the Jeep faithful that love this. Um, the, the Rubicon... Uh, that is fitted with the extreme pack recon package increases all of the things that Ford had already went above and beyond on. Right. And that includes the approach angle is now at 47.4 degrees to where the Broncos is 43.2. The breakover measures 26.7 degrees, um, which is not much over the, the, the Ford's 26.3. The departure angle is up to 40.7 degrees to the Sasquatch is 37. Um, and, and they say when it comes to wading through a pond, the recon's 
33.6 inch best the bronco by a measly 0.1 inch so there you go it's, i mean yeah. they're going after what ford is coming out of the shoot with but it looks like wrangler may be able to uh, jeep may be able to come out with this sooner I'm, hey i love overland yep. stuff i, I say good more, more you guys power keep to pushing you, each keep other doing it. Yep. keep doing it yep yep yeah we we love it because it, it it keeps us excited when we go to these to sema for example because we get to walk around it's like we're like kids in a candy store looking at all of the aftermarket upgrades that you can put on these things so it's an exciting time in the automotive industry the overlanding industry right now and we're gonna we'll tell you all about it when we uh we podcast live from sema and interview a lot of people and hopefully we'll we'll get in and talk to some of these aftermarket suppliers so hey look if you're liking this video and this podcast remember don't forget to subscribe you go over to partscountaguru.com and if you look up in the upper left hand corner you'll see that podcast link click that you can go to any platform you want to go on whether it be spotify or apple podcast or google whatever we are there we're also where this video will be is over on the YouTube channel, uh, which is youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. While you're there, click that bell and please click the subscribe button and tell a friend everything that you see and watch and enjoy is free to you, but it's priceless to us. And that's how we can keep going. And this is brought to you by Frontier Ford today so uh thank you frontier forward for letting us sit in your maquis to film this stellantis segment actually so we really appreciate that and we're going to get into some few a few more things on the mustang maquis that we happen to be filming in. <laughs> filming in. So, i'm pairing my phone jay's do it yeah right so anyway thanks again for watching we appreciate it hit that subscribe button and don't forget to uh tell your friends <laughs> That's just not, yeah. It's just right. perfect. So there you go. You got all that social media stuff out of the way. So, um, I just want to talk about this car. Well, Keith, like, Keith, is, did you pair your phone? Yeah, I just did. Okay, so you yeah. got it paired. So okay. hold on now. Side shot. All right. So let's. Okay. Let's go to. How do I get to the phone? Phone, phone list, list. Phone list. All right. Which this one's is you? me. It's yeah. up there under that. Okay, gotcha. He yeah. had that peeled down earlier. If you wanted to. And now it's all right. That's... I can see through it. Okay. All right. So, um. Let's see, it's trying to, oh, it would like to connect to my Android Auto. Okay. Yes, here we go, okay. So here we now have um, GPS. Android Auto. Yeah. Um, we have some kind of music here. Oh, that, do not play that. And we're gonna stop that, and I'm gonna go Is over here. Is that your here. playlist? Probably, he <laughs> controls all my devices. Yeah. So we got Ford Sync over here. We've got, let's call my wife. Yeah, this is Side Shot's uh, mom, so I'm sure she'll appreciate the impromptu call here. Oh, come on. Nah, it's me. She's not going to take my call. Well, maybe if I call. <laughs> All right, she missed her opportunity. Big red button. Hello. Hey, oh. um, full, full disclosure, we're calling you uh, on the speakerphone of a Ford Mach-E. Oh, nice. Uh, while, while podcasting. So your consent oh. to this uh, conversation, uh, consent, you for full disclosure of participating in podcasts or the parts count of Google's blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, now, um, hey, uh, I think, uh, you know, next family car, uh, 
Can we get a Maki? <laughs> so just so you know. One thing. Oh. Okay. I'm the predominant driver. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so this thing's pretty amazing, I got to tell you. Um, I know. I looked at it yesterday, and I couldn't believe I liked it. Oh, you haven't seen anything yet. You got to see the inside of it. Um, uh, and there's some guys here at Frontier Ford that can, can make that happen. Absolutely. We just need to put some miles on it, and then you can take this right. thing home with you today. Yeah. So that's it. I just wanted to call you from the car and let you know that uh, I've already put a deposit down. Okay, see you later. Uh, hey. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, but so, yes. The question is if she sends a text message, no, do not get that car. Wait, what? Will it come through? Let's go back here. If oh. she sends you a message being all upset, what will happen? What will happen? Will it come through? Uh, it probably will, but we're not gonna. We're not gonna. You know, we can hit auto ignore or whatever. So, all right. So, um, so this thing looks like this is this is basically your. That's Android that's, Auto. That's your. I literally just paired my phone to the car, and yep. it said, "Do you want to use Android Auto? We can tell that your mobile device is is capable of that." Right. And so, I said yes. So, so these are all my like. These presets. are all your preset apps. Yep. Gotcha. Ways. Yep. Pandora. Um. MLB, of course, Jay. We right, expect right, nothing right, less. Right, right. The podcast apps. Hey, would we get a copyright strike if we started playing our own uh, podcast here? Uh, I don't think and so. Then, yeah, so then you've got, yeah, weather, Better YouTube music, Skype. Yeah. So, yeah, there's Google Maps if that's your thing. Um, so, I must admit, when we kind of were standing outside talking to the guys here, that I was a little bit in the crowd of, and I've said this before, yeah, but that's not really a Mustang. And, you know, we haven't driven it yet, but I'm gonna tell you right now, like from some of the things that I've already learned about it, um, I have a feeling I may have been, may have been, may have misspoken. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna see if we can't get a little drive action going on in, in, in a little while. But in the meantime, like what, so what strikes you, and I'm sitting over here in the driver's seat, only because nobody else did. I love well, the yeah. pictures Go ahead. This. It's so pretty and smooth, like you said earlier. It's very sleek. It's, it's very, nothing about it jumps out at you as being overcrowded in my vision right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, and I like that. I like minimalist. I'm a minimalist when it comes to that sort of stuff. Because you can get too busy. I think that's why I like my Mini Cooper, because there's not a whole lot of things going on there, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and look, man, I mean, you've literally got, I don't know if you're getting this on, we are powering everything we're doing right now on, um, from this Mach-E. Yep. Uh, we've got the air conditioning running. It's set to 70 degrees. Are you cool? Oh, you've got your own controls I, over there. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah, um, I mean, it's amazing. I, I, I intentionally put this back on just to see how I would feel. It's not so, plugged in. So the cool things, some of the things that I thought was really cool what he explained is first of all, we talked about the charging port, where the charging port is. It's on the front driver's side, yep. which gives you easy access to any charging station that you might like say, for example, I told Keith this the other day, before he came, the local shopping center, the local grocery store that we shop at, they installed, uh, you know, charging stations all over the parking lot. So that's something new. It's happening. The movement is on. 
But the thing we talked about in that one podcast was was where Tesla's charging um, port is at, which is on the back end of the vehicle. And in some some locations, you have restrictions to where you can't you have to pull in forward. You can't back in. So Ford has gone ahead and thought about that and said, okay, we're just going to put ours in the front. And that's what they did. That and the fact that it is geared towards keeping the vehicle at a at a, a temperature for survival of the battery. Hey, by the way, there's a charging station at Frontier Ford 100 feet away. I just looked it up on the car. Um, <clears throat> then there's one at Island Hospital. There's one at Walgreens. They don't have the new one that you just mentioned there at Safeway yet. Right, but look look at the, look yeah, at the pub, public parking. Um, Ship Harbor Inn. Ship Harbor Inn. And you know, there's there. All these are within. This. This yeah. Is, yeah, I mean, look, look how many. Let's look. take it over that's, to that's Nissan a, and charge it up. That'd be hilarious. Yes. Isn't that funny? Car Walmart. Mart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Walmart, that's a huge. That's yeah. a huge Walmart. It has a b bunch of them over there. But look, I mean, just in an area that's, yeah. you know, within 25 miles, you're looking at probably what 25, maybe 25 uh, charges. Stay here quickly. I mean, it keeps. Yes, there's 19, keep 26. Going, keep going. Keep going. I mean, this is going. all within 20, 30, 36 within 20 miles. Yeah. Of course, some of those are, are you have to take a ferry over to, yeah, the, well. to the island, but outside of that. So the argument of, well, we don't have the infrastructure, you can go blow that right out of your own horn <laughs> because that's just not the case, people. You need to educate yourself and understand yep. that charging stations are everywhere. Do not be afraid to buy an EV. Now, Keith and I have said this. We're not anti-EV. We're not pro-EV. We are pro-automotive industry, and right now, if you are not understanding that the move towards EVs are is happening and it's coming and it's going to get bigger and bigger, you, you then you're not your head is in the sand. That's all I have to say because they are here and they're here to stay. I do believe now the technology will probably change, and that's a good thing. But this is the first step in a direction that our future vehicles are going to. Uh, be for example, side shot for example. He's not old enough to drive yet, but he will be in what say seven eight years something uh, like that? sooner than you sooner think. Than Jay. That. So yeah, here's a here's a kid already doing his research now by by being a guru with us. He's doing his research now. He's going to be very well prepared on what he knows he wants to buy when he gets old enough to get that car. And he's already said. The Mustang Mach-E is really on his list. So, and this is first generation people, first generation. So, yep. keep that in mind. Um, these are technologies that have been worked on for the last 30 years or more. And the one thing that seems to get better and better is the battery technology, and or how we power these things and how we can recharge these things and it's getting better. Spoke with a gentleman that was here earlier, asked him what he thought about electric vehicles. He says, oh, I own an Audi e-tron. Told me the story where he went and bought it, drove it across country from Texas to Washington State. Never had a problem. Was able to charge that vehicle at will whenever he needed to. So that is a that is an argument that I, I'm afraid some of you may not win, right? So, I yeah, I mean, we've seen them everywhere. In, and in some places that we just didn't expect to see, I mean, they're in and the built-in features to find these things. It's just because some of them are not red, they're behind buildings and stuff. It's so easy to find them on here. 
Hey, do you can you get the camera rolling and get a shot of the this vehicle's cameras? This is pretty amazing, man. Yeah. So so point this out, yeah. So this is just their infotainment screen or whatever they're calling it, right? It's it's massive. But I just brought up the camera menu. These are cameras in the vehicle. So that's the front-facing camera. That's top-down, mm -hmm. which you can, you know, pan and zoom here. Right. Like I, and right. so the so the cameras here are under the they're under the the mirror. Yeah. On, on the mirrors. So you never really get obstructed. They're always in in view. There's your radar. Yeah. Right? There's your so like. Oh, look at that. I that's a, a panoramic shot. Mm -hmm. uh, you have been pulling this up. If I go stand in front of the car and move around the car, can you see on this screen, not the 360? Can you? Does it? Will it tell you if I get close to the car? Well, let's see. Go do it. Go do it. Check it out. Oof. Should we lock the doors? <laughs> Folks, this is a live test. There he is. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's. It, yeah. It works. Yeah. There he That's is. That's pretty amazing. So. Oh, now he's going to the back. Hang on. Let's do the. All right. So yeah. Oh, look at it. It's look at him over the top. Glitching. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still. That's because he's so close. Normally, you're not going to have right. someone that close, right other up than it. right. So. Yeah, it did real well, actually. I, I like that feature. I think it's pretty important to have that these days. But this, this is the stuff we're talking about, man. This technology is pretty incredible. I, I Yeah. I don't care. There you go. I mean, I can't wait for the F-150 to come out. The Lightning. I mean, because... I mean, we're just sitting here talking about, like, nav just the features of the... You know, we haven't even gotten into some of the stuff, like... Yeah, All go right. ahead. Let's talk about the panoramic roof here. Now, the panoramic roof is designed to darken or lighten depending on the the temperature that's pretty awesome yeah depending on the temperature that you uh that the the vehicle is experiencing and again it's to keep the cabin in a good at a good temperature but it's also to help battery life as well um one thing that he was pointing out uh our salesman cameron who was nice enough to walk us around the vehicle today he said he calls it an adult friendly um uh, frunk. Yeah, it's got a drain. Uh, yeah. You can dump ice in there and yeah. put some beverages in there or whatever Cokes. I'm sure that's what you're yeah, having I'm sure that's or, what or it, Pepsi's. Yeah, 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 at least yeah. So, but um, yeah, that that is a really neat feature. He talked about the ease of the the the, the charging port, it's which is different than Tesla. Self parallel parking, which Ford's been ha they've had that for a while. Um, the various driver assistance modes as mm. we go through here. They do have the auto hold feature. We did a previous podcast on Nissan doing some research with an intern, setting the duration of that auto hold. Um, go back and check that out at our website, partscounterguru.com, and hit uh, the podcast tab in the top left area. But this is, uh, look, let's see here. If I And, you know, the fact that the owner's manual is built in, it's pretty great. Like, continues to hold the vehicle stationary after you come to a stop. Hold is released when you press the accelerator pedal. All right. This, so this one pedal... Uh, this one pedal is just mode yeah. is just incredible. Well, it's I, yeah. I love it. I mean, valet just, mode, valet, yeah, valet mode, drive mode that he talked about where which you uh, can which you can change while you're driving. Yep, engage, whisper, and unbridled. Yes, and I like uh, unbridled. and uh, yeah, so yes. unbridled, of course, because it's a Mustang. Pretty and all fast, that. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is an extreme. <laughs> Side shots back here playing video of us while we are. Oh, did Trying you find that episode? <laughs> All right, so he's just um, he's he is the best helper. Trust me. When have I say you driven that. an EV? I have not driven an EV. I think now, you need to be the one to drive this. Well, I can do that. Now, I will say this: my wife has been driving an EV for over a year, 
um, because the vehicle that the, the folks that she works for is an electric vehicle. So she enjoys it, doesn't really change her life. In fact, she when I told her they had a Mustang Mach-E here at the dealership, she goes, well, let's go buy one, you know? So um, the sticker on this one though, by the way, guys, just so you wanna know, this is pretty loaded. It's almost 61,000, um, but that's after destination charges, fees, uh, upgrades, all the things that you know that you get um, now the dealership on top of I want to go in we're gonna talk to them in a minute I think about this but a couple things you need to keep in mind uh, from a total cost of ownership perspective you know the maintenance schedules on these which again we're gonna go I, I don't want to tell you what they are I want for I want some of the guys inside to tell you but you need to remember that you're not gonna be getting an oil change or whatever you have in your internal combustion engine every four to seven thousand miles so so keep that in mind also so so you're not making as frequent of dealer visits for maintenance on these. That's right. And then you also need to factor in the cost of electricity on a recharge versus the cost of a gallon of gas. And that's an old, you know, if you followed EVs at all, you know that there's a concession there in terms of cost, right? It's a whole lot less expensive right now to charge a vehicle than to fill one up with uh, unleaded gasoline. One of the, just to give you an idea, one of the other gentlemen that I spoke to about this, they had a customer that owned one said that they put about 3,000 miles on it and it equated to about $125. There you go. And it depends on the cost of electricity where you charge it, uh, but but that is a, a factor. So, I mean, should we, at this point, you wanna just uh, you know go in and see if we can have a little chat about some of the things on yeah, the car itself? I think so, yeah, right. so let's do that. All right, yeah. everybody. We'll be back in uh, two minutes and two, minutes two and seconds. Two seconds yeah. First of all, this is Cameron from Frontier Ford in Anacortes, Washington. Thank you guys for, for letting us uh, step into your world today. Our pleasure, our pleasure. And um, given, given this guru his first test drive in an all-electric vehicle, and I had to go for the cream of the crop, didn't I? You did. You went for the cream <laughs> of the crop. But let's talk about the, the, the misconception you were talking about with people saying, well, it's not a Mustang. I, I love what you said about that. I mean, and they're, they're right in the aspect of it's, it's not a Mustang. And I can understand where they're coming from because they grew up in the, the era of Mustang is just raw power. Um, it's what, you know, the street racers would have. You know, those old rat rod style racers, gear guys. They love right. that raw power and everything. But what this is is that it's that crossover from that raw power to electric power. Right. It's... And ironically, we were talking, it's, it's actually a, a Mustang-inspired SUV to where you can have your family in the back and take a drive. We are sitting here in a back seat right now. Uh, Which yeah. you can't do yes, comfortably they, in a Mustang. Yeah, they have a back Mustang. seat. Uh, do, but if you're a three-year-old, it's, right. it's great. Yeah. You know? it's a, it's but a the lot best different. thing about this is it's that, that crossover. And yeah, it has that, that Mustang emblem on the front, but... It's that emblem on the front because you have different modes in this vehicle. You got right. that, that, like we were talking earlier, that whisper mode of, all right, I just want to seamless drive. It's calm and it's quiet. And then we can go into the engage. It's balanced, fun and engaging where you're kind of like feeling that road a little bit. And then we go in here into that unbridled, which is what we're in right now. Exhilarating. And the machine aligns with the road as one. So you're just sitting there going and you felt that, that power. That, I that, did. kind of metaphorically snaps your head back right yeah. it's, it's it's that instant torque instant torque and that's what all this vehicle is it's just 100 percent torque 
there's, you don't have to worry about that lay of the, the camshafts and all the gears, the pistons hitting just right. You got to tune it. This is just 100% unadulterated electric power. And I think that's where Ford was going with it, was when they sat there and they said, hey, it's that Mustang inspired. You know, Mustangs belong in the wild. Right. You don't, you don't brattle a Mustang. You've got to let it go. So right. that's what this is what they're trying to do, is showing that a raw electric power is the way of the future. It is an appropriate driving mode unbridled and if, if you're going to give it that that name of what it actually is and how, how it compares to an actual gas or ice engine or ice version of a mustang that's what you have and this is so cool now here's the thing right now i'm at 18 miles an hour and i just want to see something here and you guys what would you say Four seconds? I mean, not even. Not yeah. Even. You were rolling when you started, but yeah, you, yeah. I think from zero to 60, I think it's right around 4.2 seconds. I'm not 100% sure on that calculation. It's, it differs because you got different variations of the Mach-E. You got your, your base unit, um, then you have your, your premium. They're, they're even coming out with the GT Mach-E. Yeah, right don't, here. hey, don't stir up trouble. Want <laughs> to race? No, no, wouldn't, no, no. Wouldn't it figure I'd be next to a Tesla? Yeah. To, on my first test drive in a Mustang Mach-E. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's. How does it, how does the car drive for you? For me, I, it's almost effortless. So what we're going to do is we're going to go here, we're going to turn on the cruise control. Okay. We're going to turn on the lane centering is on. Okay. And we're going to set it. Now go ahead and take your hands off the wheel. Yeah, this is a little, it's, if you've never done this before. Right now, yeah. the vehicle is driving for you. Now, it's not doing that autonomous driving. Right. It's just it's centering the lane. One. Centering as one. And if we came up to a corner or, or something, it's going to go with the road. And that's going to let you know. Right. It doesn't have that programming it just it yet. It didn't feel Put it. Put your hands back on the steering wheel. Right. So that, that mode is kind of like, oh, you know, I need to get something. Not metaphorically, you reach down and grab something. Or you're, you're grabbing your cup again or something, your coffee cup. Where you're, everything, and now since your hands are on there, it cancels Cancel itself it. out. But that lane centering is still what's keeping you going and allowing that's, you to drive. That's pretty amazing. That's so pretty here's amazing. the other thing. I mean, you you tried it a little bit. I'm gonna go ahead and put that one pedal mode on. So that one pedal mode is on. The minute you take your foot off of that that gas pedal or that electric pedal, it's gonna automatically stop. Oh, we gotta turn get uh, the control off. Oh, it's on still on. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. You take your foot off, it's going to start to break for you. Oh no, we already we turned it back on. There you go. There it goes. And, oh yeah. And wow. you feel that it's automatically starting to break. And so, that right there, when you're when you're on, um, when you're when you're. We go right up here. We're going to go back behind the refinery a little okay. bit so you can feel some different turns. Okay. Because we've been on some straight roads. I want you to see how the vehicle, and we're going to leave it in the unbridled. I want you to see how the vehicle kind of goes through curves and everything and allows you to feel how it's going to handle and you can tell me if it handles like a car an electric car because i know you've driven electric cars before or if it handles like a, a true car car i can tell you right away what i like about so far the handling of this thing and i'm, I'm not even driving it yet but how it feels in my hands and how it's it feels like on my rear car. end. It, feel, it's a real it, car it, it feels good. It's not plasticky. So if you remember, Keith, in our podcast that we had with Marlon, we talked to Marlon about how he was not a big fan of the EVs, right? Yep. 
and the reason he well he specifically called out the the one brand that that's right isn't this brand yes and said it feels cheap but he was used to uh right, you guys get ready because i know all right. you're in whisper oh okay. you're not in unbridled oh, we'll go to unbridled here let's, you go let's go to unbridled man. here you go here's the unbridled and now you see how the screen changed Dude, it went from... Wow. Okay, but this isn't a real Mustang. <laughs> it's okay, you're so... right. It's not a real Mustang. What it is is that Mustang-inspired SUV to where it's that crossover from raw power into that electric power and it's showing you what that electric power can do. It's unbridled. I, I completely have been in, in GTs many, many, many times, have driven some of the Shelbys, and I... Okay. Your acceleration is... It, it, what I'm doing now, so this is the regenerative is going on as yeah. I'm bringing my yeah. hand, my, my foot back off the, 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 uh, the throttle. Jay, so. have you ever driven a car with that much raw acceleration? No. I mean, I've driven some fast cars, man, but I would lose it somewhere in, in the shift. This is... Uh, you want to turn on the propulsion sound and see what that does? Yes, yeah, I was about to ask it. about that. Listen to that. <laughs> it's like a jet engine going on. I'm intentionally not getting the so speedometer. I have, a, <laughs> I have a question. What's up, little man? Does this car, it has the parking where it will parallel park for you? Parallel park for you. Yeah. So does that I'm, work? Yeah, it does. And what it, what it does is it uses all the sensors. You got your front sensors, your rear sensors, all the sensors around. All you really have to do is put it and it's going to tell you put it in reverse go ahead and put the gas down or and it does all that the only thing you got to do is use the gears and use your foot on the brake pedal so jay when you i'm going to tell you just from experience when you get out of this and you go drive a, a regular two pedal automatic transmission it's annoying yeah you, this you is drive one of these for any amount of time and you just get you get so lazy because of the well, that's exactly what I was about to say. Is yeah. That, I mean, watch how quickly when I when yeah. I remove my foot from the accelerator, watch how quickly this thing gets. Yeah. Through. I mean, it's just amazing. And it also, it it's, it's, it's letting you know that you're in the one pedal mode right here. See the? I see, see that. The yeah. Oh, that's what that means. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's so a we little. Turn that off. No, right there no, on the left or ready. Yeah, see, left or ready, right there. See. Right. So we turn that off. And now it's gone. Uh -huh. And I felt that, by the way. Mm -hmm. I felt that. What is Lincoln going to do to compete with this? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. All right. I mean, I honestly don't know. How do you get a better, more? I mean, there's a few things you can do from a luxury perspective. And and interesting that. <laughs> and interesting that they chose to to do it in the Ford line first instead of the Lincoln line. Ford has always tried to, you know, stay up with technology. They brought out a lot of hybrid vehicles. They got the Escape, the Explorer, they're coming out, and they got the F-150. They're coming out with the F-150 Lightning, which is the 100% all-electric truck, and they're coming out with the Transit E, it's an electric Transit, and the Maverick, the small body truck, is going to have a hybrid motor in it also. So Ford is always trying to stay up into the technology and stay with what consumers want. I bet you that there will be an all-electric version eventually of that Maverick. Um, and, and 
Ford is very smart with their small transit um, this way. Oh, no, go straight. straight. With the, the small transit because... It's I was, not the Connect, it's the bigger transits. Oh, so it's even the bigger one. It's the bigger wow. ones, but I believe they're still going to make it the um, the different wheelbases. Okay. And you're going to be able to... Um, I know we were talking earlier when we were talking about you know charging ports and everything. The charging port is actually in the front of the vehicle. It's not at the rear end of the vehicle to where some of those places that you talk like, hey, we can't back our vehicle in because right. it's against the the state ordinances and stuff like that. Ford has thought ahead. Everybody can pull in. They don't they don't say you can't pull into a spot. Right. So they put it up in the front. The same thing they did here on the on the Mach-E is they put it up there in the front because everybody pulls into a spot. It's easier to get into a spot nosing in than it is trying to back to back it in. it in. Yeah. Makes sense. Finally, but but the, the fleet vehicles, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where Ford really, really makes their their money on a lot of these fleet and vehicles. And they're making their money on a lot of those fleet vehicles because you got these fleets that are what is I mean, what's the biggest thing that fleets look for? The biggest thing that fleet looks for is maintenance on the vehicles. That's right. One of the unique things about this vehicle is it doesn't have your standard oil changes that you need to have. It they want you to drive it roughly about 10,000 miles in no more than a year before you bring it back in to get those tires rotated, make sure everything is still linking the way it's supposed to and greased up the way it's supposed to because it's, yeah, we don't have a gears in there, right. but you still want to make sure those joints are, are doing what they're supposed to be doing and, right. and that are all lubed up. So by comparison, um, I buy a, mm, I buy a, I buy an Escape. Uh, not the hybrid, just the, you know, traditional, like, gasoline engine. Mm -hmm. Maintenance on that's, what, like, first first couple times. Uh, you're probably looking at, they, they might recommend 3500 to, say, 70. So you're, you're, you're... Well, the technology nowadays, the new oils that are out there, they, they say an, every oil change should be anywhere from 5000 to 7000 Yeah, miles with synthetics, right? With yeah. the synthetics. This one, um, you can get... Um, a maintenance plan to where you pay for stuff up front so you're not you're just paying for it up front um, for this vehicle it's a lot cheaper than it is for the you know the gasoline your cost of, yeah, the yeah. cost of maintenance you're far, further uh, in between visits yeah and the biggest thing that you also want to do is you want to make sure those battery connections and the terminals and everything are still looking good because nobody you're you're driving an electric vehicle uh, your it just told me I was out of the lane by the way it did, I, it did I vibrate a little bit yeah yeah um that's it, the safetyness. So you want to make sure everything's working right. Um, I had a customer the other day call me and say, hey, how do I charge my car? And I was like, uh, you plug it in. She goes, I did that. And I said, okay, so is everything seated right? She goes, yeah, everything's seated right. So bring it on down here. She was only 15 minutes away. She brought it in and it, um, the plug that goes from the, the wall into the car, there was a little latch that was broken off and it wouldn't allow the, the plug to seat properly. So the safety factors inside the vehicle would not allow it to charge, so it doesn't have that that runaway to where it won't right. um, overcharge or anything like that because it's not seated the way and allow the connection to sit properly. Right. So these are all things that you want to make sure happens. So you want to make sure everything's going on. Yeah, right I way. think that what that's I think that is a misconception, and you bring up a really good point, Cameron. Is that a lot of people think well, once you get an electric vehicle, that you're not going to have you know specific maintenance is yes you won't have the oil change that sort of stuff but you still as a as a vehicle owner 
it's a it's you know it's something you've invested into. You want to get it looked at periodically just to make sure you're protecting your investment. And you that's got your it. tire changes, and that's it. You still have shocks. You still have uh, brakes, brakes, and everything. So as we're driving these corners, now I know you're not driving it the the way you normally would drive your own car, but how does when you're going around these corners, how does that feel? It feels great. I mean, to me, I mean, look, I drive a Mini Cooper S. That's a little go kart. It is. Okay. It's a little race car. Yeah, and it's very low to the ground, it's very wide body, it's built to handle these quick and fast turns. Now, when you sit in that car, you get that feeling automatically. When I sat in this car, I got the same feeling. I feel tight around my body, and when I, it's ergonomically for me to drive this thing, I feel like it's ready to get out and race, that I could take it around tight turns. The steering is incredible. And How I know do the seats feel for you? Fantastic. I these love are, it. I mean, yeah, they're so are. comfortable. I mean, it's just unbelievable. This is kind of more Lincoln. Yeah. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think the feel of it. Yeah. Honestly, for me, if Ford would take what they've done with this and say, hey, you know, talk to, to Lincoln and say, you know, go build one on your own or put their whatever body they want on it, I think that they could get away with a nice luxury yeah. sport model. Yeah. Um, they probably could. It's, it's, to me, it's, it's a no brainer. You want to sell more EVs? That's how you do it because I think you're going to attract a different. You'll attract a different crowd with a Lincoln version of something like this. I'd buy it, whether it's a Lincoln or or, or Ford. Still goes. So the have same you driven way. other EV cars before? This is it. This is it. This is this, this is, is the first one. This is the first. So you went with the best first. That's huh? what I'm saying. For me, <laughs> I, I I had to choose the the top of the heap. Okay, guys, you caught it first right here. My very first ever drive in an electric vehicle, all electric vehicle. Was I impressed? Yeah, I was impressed. It just happened to be a Ford Mustang Mach-E, and uh, this thing was incredible. I'd like to say thank you to Cameron, the folks at Frontier Ford, Jared, General Manager Andre, for having us in today. We really appreciate it. You guys should come by and see them. They've got some great inventory here, so make sure you check that out. If somebody wants to buy one of these, what do they have to do, Cameron? Best way, if they want to buy it and build it the way they want, is just come on in and see myself, Jared, or Andre. Stop in here, see us, build it exactly the way you want. If you want to try to see if you can get this one, this one's going to be available in a couple more months. It's in our demo status. We always have vehicles coming in. You can also call 360-293-3105, ask for Cameron, Jared, or Andre. Our website. Our website is parkskindofguru.com. You can check uh, check out our podcast there. Just click on the podcast links. You can also check this video out over at youtube.com, and that's YouTube forward slash parkskindofgurus. And uh, make sure you click on the uh, the bell. And also, is that your sound effect? And and also uh, subscribe. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. How? What's your website? www.frontierfordusa.com. Thanks, everybody.